0: This is Sanja. Yo, check it out. It's my girl, Sanja. Oh, yeah. Yo, what up, Sanja? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? It's your girl, Sanja Denise, with another episode of Random-ish with Sanja. How you doing? I've got a special guest with me today. I am, I'm in the mood for comedy. You know, last week went out to a comic show, had a great time, and now I'm like, you know what? They are the, the firemen of the world. I'm showing much respect. I got to get as many comics and comedians on here as possible. So I've got another one. And of course, I'm looking for the diverse comics. People that we don't always get to see, you know, in the limelight, but are funny as fuck. You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, to introduce to you guys my next guest today, Mr. Mark Yaffe. Woo! Woo! How are you? Thank you for, Thank you for the jersey that you're looking for right here,
1: because I'm I'm actually a Mexican, Irish, and Navajo. Oh
0: no! <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're a nice mutt mix, as am I. So that's a wonderful thing. So, you know, do you feel like that's kind of a um. I I don't you know how the orange is a new black. Do you think like that's kind of the thing right now, being that we have so much diversity going on right now? Is that like your uh? Is that a new calling card? Is that getting you any more gigs?
1: You know I like to think it is, and uh, the crowds are diversifying, and people are just more uh, accepting. As, as crazy as the politics are, on a one on one basis, people seem to have no problem being around. You know. Mixed race folks and different ethnicities. And like I do these cruise ships and there's like Indian people next to some, some so black folks and then the white, white folks. And then there's like uh, these, uh, let see a Muslim couple or she's wearing a headscarf. Middle East. And no one's sitting there judging. They're all just getting along. It's, it's amazing how if we can just, you know, do this one-on-one, it seems to be fine. then when we, we get into a political discussion or cultural discussion, everyone gets placed in a box and then the boxes, uh, I'll start fighting with each other.
0: Isn't it the craziest thing? Because I do feel the same way that in real life, when you're on the streets, you're not really seeing... That much like you see people kind of getting along from all different walks of life. But when you look at the TV or when you look at Twitter or, you know, (laughs) next question about the political, Uh, when you look at the politics, it's like it it's like they act like we don't get along. But but everybody in real life kind of does get along. It's very Uh, interesting. It's like everyone
1: feels they have to choose a team once they get on social media. Yeah. Just be yourself. You know, I mean, you know, it's just, I'm not saying everyone does, but it seems we all get segmented. Everyone immediately wants to brand someone else because they they're trying to make these snap judgments uh, on a short notice so they can attack or support or, or judge. And there's no processing time. So, right. like, hey, how are you? Let's sit down. Let's talk. What's what's your deal? It's like, oh, you you voted for such and such. Oh, yeah. I saw your comments this is outrageous. I'm like, now, you know, I'm thinking like, maybe we need to go back to the 50s. I'm not talking about the racism, homophobia. Uh, polio bad doo-wop maybe you know slow things down and we can talk to each other we, we didn't have all this i call i call it uh, information saturation
0: <laughs> it is true i mean information is such a wonderful thing but when there's so much information out there, so much content there's not really any type of regulation so i mean it's just it's just blah it's just all kinds of stuff hitting the wall and it's but getting to be crazy and, and phys- but physiologically
1: our brains aren't designed you know we're smart creatures you know as a species but we're not designed to absorb this much information this fast and process
0: right. it yeah
1: rational it's it's not the brain can't do it it's it's unhealthy
0: right you know? which is why we need laughter you gotta take a break
1: right.
0: you Thank know you. yes you gotta take a freaking break and like just laugh at ourselves for a moment now do you find it one thing that I've always been curious about Especially because with the podcast Every once in a while I want to get like political And voice my opinion And then I'm like ooh But I work with businesses Ooh yeah. Like because you don't oh, yeah, want to no. necessarily Alienate oh, people And have it be uh Especially now with the internet Things can just be You say it once And it's there forever You know Do you yeah. find that uh Difficult now To do comedy Since we have to be so I don't know I guess PC right now
1: Uh, Not really, because I've always been able to jump in since I started comedy. I've just jumped between different comedy worlds. You know, I started out in a mainstream comedy club, but then I would do some church gigs, which are way different. Then I would do a lot of tribal gigs being native, and then I got on a cruise ship. So then that's a whole different demographic. They wanted squeaky clean. So I think I have the ability just to make the adjustments. So I've been fortunate that way. I think that's. Why my career has uh, survived, you know, I'm certainly not famous, but I'm, I'm successful enough, uh, I can, you know, move into different realms. And yeah. I think that just comes to the fact that I, I had to make those adjustments early on when they were uh, prominent. They got pigeonholed, and now yeah. they're like, oh, I, uh, the anti-man comedian, and they're, like, yeah. and they're like, you know, I got other stuff to say, but people have already pass judgment and they may be locked into
0: that box. Right. I do find that to be true, that if you can be open form, I like to call myself open format where, you know, because as people, I feel like we're very, if you're a whole human being, I feel like you're very complex and you're very diverse all within your own self. There's very, you have variations of yourself. I don't think you should be like the exact same with everybody, no matter where you go. You know, I think there should be some kind of change.
1: Of course, yeah. Well, there's a nocturnal us, there's a daytime us, there's a business us, there's the let our hair down and have a drink us. And people, people are in constant evolution and people have stop Everyone wants, because again, we're trying to process fast. We want to be able to, to lock someone in on that first moment. That's why comedy is really tough too. Cause a lot of book clubs that I did before I was ready, they might've seen me do an open mic set. I wasn't that good. And they remember that. They don't yeah. say, okay, this can 10 TV credits later. And and headlining hundreds of headlining dates and years of experience they're still caught up in that original uh, first impression so we real that's the part, the first impressions are what's uh, I think locking a lot of people into some some difficulties on interacting with other folks especially with the internet.
0: Yes, I think that's very true. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like right now I was just having this conversation with somebody that it's like right now people want you to be um, kind of in a box, even though we seem to all be saying we're so diverse and let us be free and, you know, we're all unique and we're all different. But at the same time, people kind of want to be able to still look at you and kind of know. You know what you're going to give them do you find when you step in front of your audiences how how is that first laugh coming at you do you find that it's coming at something that you know is going to hit and land or do you have times where they laugh at at something that you're like wait i didn't even oh okay
1: right well i usually try to come out with something i think is going to have a universal appeal and not too specific and general about me And you know hey it's like an introduction yeah. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm Mark. And, you know, I mean, you can't just come in and say, well, you know, I just uh, I just got off the phone with my agent. They fired me because I made an anti-Trump joke. I mean, you can't just come right at me. It's <laughs> a yeah. you know, it's a it's a little bit of a dance. You want to come in strong. You want to be uh, uh, relatable. And, and it really depends on comedy where you are in the lineup. Like this week, I'm the host here at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club in Vegas. So I'm the first guy out. Yeah, I have to come. A little softer, whereas if I'm the headliner and they've already heard a couple comedians in front of me, I can just go, you know, come come out swinging a little harder. If they've already kind of gotten to the comedy uh, rhythm and, and, and their expectations have been uh, increased and their and their defensive has have kind of uh, been lowered, so they're more accepting of just bringing it on right away. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I do like that. So it sounds like you've been doing this for a while. How long have you been in the comic biz?
1: I'm in year 20 of the 50-year plan.
0: Hey! Oh, so listen, I was telling somebody the other day, the 20 it takes 20 years before you become a master. Do you feel like you've become, you've mastered your own, like, style and now you've got your own thing going on, or are you a forever I think, learner? I think,
1: I think its a, we're all forever learners. You want to feel there's a, maybe mastery is not quite the word I would say. I would say I'm comfortable in my own skin comedically. On stage where I feel I can go different directions and not worry about well you know are oh, they gonna judge this or oh, I don't know if I can do that you know you got to pay attention you got to have your your ears on but at the same time your, your, your fears are, are a little you're less inhibited so I definitely think you know there was a 10 year mark eight to ten years where I made a you know a big leap and then 15 and then like 20 now I'm like okay I, I feel very comfortable on my skin and and I'm most you know situations uh don't intimidate me and you know the thing is you know more you can see where there's potentials for problems where when you're like a newbie in comedy you can walk into a room you have no idea there's you know a bar over here and this waitress is super loud and this, this guy's super drunk you may not see all the landmines and you step into it and, and not even be able to address the situation so you get a little more situational awareness when you do thousands of you know thousands of shows later you know 43 states and 11 countries <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm,
1: I've been in tool sheds and I read military bases. I did a show on a rock and the Sierra. I I like to see I've seen it all. I'm sure I haven't, but I've I've seen more than I ever thought I would.
0: (laughs) Well, that's pretty awesome. So your passions have taken you pretty much all around the world. And like I said, I think comedy is one of those. It's like a it is a thankful job. I mean, you do get the laughs, of course, you know, but it is kind of thankless because, you know, as with comics, you don't really necessarily know How you're touching somebody, you know, somebody like the other day, my mind, I was just thinking too much. And I was like, oh, my God, I need a break. And going to a comedy show, I was able to, you know, suspend and escape for a little while and just laugh my ass off. It's not the same as watching a TV show or program or going to a game because... uh, for me, when you're watching a stand-up comic, they're working the crowd. It's very, like, in the live, in the moment. Of course, you have material that you've been, you know, that you know is tested, tried and true. But there's still that, like, um, a little bit of a, what is the the word that I'm looking for? Spontane- spontaneous uh, moments that you get to have with the crowd. Do you... And
1: people say that now, and I, I think that's when I, when I get on stage, um, you know, you try to be in the moment as opposed to just doing the performance mode but you know there's some situations like I do cruise ships it's more you're not going to do much for the crowd they're there to see you perform instead of an audience a comedy club where they're there to to
0: see you
1: interact with them a little more
0: yeah yeah do you like which which way of which way of performance do you have a favor which way do you like better do you like to be able to just go out and do your performance or do you like to be able to have that banter back and forth
1: I'm not a huge crowd work person. I like just doing the you know, the, the job but then every time I end up doing crowd work I have a lot of fun and I realize hey I'm I'm pretty good at it and if I you know I, I my feeling is people you know paid to see me and you know in this day and age though people are so goofy. Yeah it's like I'm like you don't know who what <laughs> that job you might have in the audience. I'm like, true. I'm, I'm not, I always, I leave the audience alone. I, I try to bring my A game. I said, I'm bringing the heat because I don't know who's packing heat.
0: Right. <laughs> that is true these days. Yeah. See, that's the thing is with the times changing so much, you just never know like uh, who is in your crowd or anything. Have you ever experienced anything, you know, have you ever had like a heckler or anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, and and a lot of times it's it's, you really have to, uh sense the situation. They may just be trying to interact and they're you know, they're fun, and we're supposed to be drunk and belligerent.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, you know, I appreciate the comedy that you have because I like the real-life comedy. And, you know, I I watched this special on the dry bar comedy, and I thought that that was pretty funny. The grocery store, you know, I thought that that was hilarious. It reminds me of, I think it's CVS that has that super long uh, yeah. receipt every time you go to it. This is funny
1: because, you know, um, my fiancé and I, we, we used to get the, you know, you put in your, your phone number, your card, and you get the receipt. Yeah. And then... I said, I was so mad when I said, can I, this is such a waste of paper. Can I just get the email? So then I realized, well, I just took away my prop. Now I'm, now I was at CVS one day. I'm like le- leaning into the trash can to see if there's any long- <laughs> <laughs> my prop. right? So now I use my, now I use my parents because my mom and dad are 90 and 92. So they got plenty of CVS uh, <laughs> <business> to, <CBS laughs> to save the receipts.
0: Right, you gotta save their seats. You never know when you might use that coupon. You just, you just never know. So I right. saw that you did have the prop. Um, that's more of like a physical comedy. Do you ever do? Because do you ever do physical comedy?
1: I'm not a huge physical comedy person, although I've been working on a new bit now. But like you know, you're I'm in my 50s, so it's like it's, now when you get older. And you start doing sound effects for every movement you make as, as you get older. I said, it's even worse. I'm like, if you drop something, I dropped a can of shaving cream under the bed the other day. I sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in 1975. <laughs> you <came from> Mr. <laughs> I'm like, ah, 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 get to the doctor now. the doctor now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see there's just nothing better than just you know real life comedy i feel like that's 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 that true talent you know when you find the humor in everyday life and you kind of just bring it forward you know instead of the cheap jokes i'm, bl-
1: I'm blessed that i'm such a, a, a fuck up sorry you know i don't cuss much but you know, i think it helps because i think I've given myself plenty of material and, and I run into enough situations that I I can spot funny stuff now I mean sometimes I used to be a little bit oblivious and in you know modern technology it works in my favor sometimes like hey grab the phone re- put that in the voice notes or t- type that that was funny I got to remember that so I grab stuff like you're grabbing items off the shelf at the grocery store yeah
0: yes inspiration like that,
1: put that in put her for tonight, you know, that'll work perfect.
0: Right. Inspiration from everywhere. I love it. So you know what? Speaking of, you said that you were hosting uh another show. Where are you gonna be at? Let everybody know I'm
1: I'm here tonight through Sunday at uh the MGM, Brad Garrett's comedy club. Um working with a very funny uh Sean Jones from uh well he's originally from Newark, New Jersey, two New Jersey guys and then uh, Mike Gaffney, I think he's from Jersey City originally, and uh, so we're the three of us do the show, and uh, it's been a great experience. It's one of the better clubs in the country, and you know Vegas, that was always my goal when I started stand up was to play Vegas and play on the Strip, and that's great to see your, your name on a billboard in, in Las Vegas.
0: Yes, it is. I like that you just mentioned that because see, uh, my company name, and I wrote a book, Manifest Beauty. I'm all into you know, manifesting our own lives. Um, You know, there's the manifest destiny, which is like what's laid out before you. And I feel like manifest beauty is what you decide to do instead of it being, you know, just done for you. And uh, I like how you just said that, that your intention when you started comedy was to get, you know, Vegas, Vegas, baby.
1: Vegas, baby. So,
0: how what long? Happens
1: how, how, what happened in Vegas gets to stay on my bio now. That's good.
0: <laughs> how did that happen? Was it just like a bunch of breadcrumbs through your life? Was it somebody that you knew? Like, how did you get to a Brad Garrett's comedy well, club?
1: Well, originally, I, I, I worked across the street at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. They were looking for a native comedian for Pro Rodeo Week. Wow. So, that was kind of my entree into Vegas. And then the Brad Garrett, my, you know, I heard the club opened and I'd sent the book or something. A few years ago, and you know we're, we're all booked out. Send another tape, and oh, sorry, check back next year. And then uh, a friend of mine, she's a a booking agent. She's good friends with the booker there, and and she recommended me. And now you got a recommendation, or your friends say something, and then you get on their radar, and you send the same clip or you know, update a clip, and it worked out. They had a fallout or something opened up, and they're like, hey, do you want this week? I switched a couple other dates around, and. Here I am. It's super random in comedy sometimes. You know, it's, yeah. it's as long as you've been in business. It's, it would be crazy. It's like you'd show up to work, uh, you know, like every week if you have a day job, you had to send out uh, your resume and your skill set and see if uh, they call you to work. It's like almost like it's almost like working in a permanent temp agency.
0: Yes. <laughs> I like that. So let me ask, if you have any kind of advice for, I think, comedy and, you know, maybe um, – any kind of, I guess, artistic type of, you know, gigs, it's kind of, it, it kind of has the same basis, not exactly the same, but do you have any advice that you would give out to any new young comics who are out there trying to, uh, make it? Cause again, I don't think that it, you have to be nationwide and you have to have been on a TV show where, you know, everybody knows you to have success. Like if you're waking up every day getting to do what you love and you can pay your bills with it, like dude, you know, that's kind of success to me in my opinion and, and you're
1: right. happy. Right. Yeah. So no, I, I tell people that want to, if they're looking into it or just starting out, it's, you know, try to write every day, try to get up on stage as much as possible. It's, it's like, it's like going to the gym. Yeah. I want to, I want to be a professional weightlifter or, or a basketball player or sport. You gotta, you gotta go show up at the practice field, you know, whether you're working out at home or you're trying to get, get engaged, you know, it's uh, and then just be as creative as you can. If you have skills worth, uh, Instagram, you good at videos, or sketch, do some other things to showcase your uh, um, multi talents. You know, it's your your versatility, because you never know, you might be very funny at stand up, and people didn't see you at a club, but they saw an online clip, and the next thing they're contacting you. And, and uh, make sure, you, as far as your your actual shows, record everything, and uh, try to try to. It's all about gathering you know, content at the beginning, because a lot of people think they've got a bunch of content when you get in front of a stage, you can. Burn through it pretty fast and what you thought worked on paper may not work in front of a live audience
0: Mm. ain't that the truth oh my goodness ain't that the truth do you you when you go on to your when you go on to do your thing do you ever wing it or do you have you know exactly where you're going to go do you like mix it up like how how is it is like a playlist you know you're going to go from one joke to another or do you like jump around depending on your feelings I, i
1: Usually I'll do. I'll stick with the playlist on certain shows, and then if it's a little looser format, I might just jump around. You know, you try to. You want to. You got to work on new stuff too. So a lot of times yeah. I'll do that uh, up front. So you say the new stuff up court you go back to the greatest hits. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about not being super famous is most people, you know, Dave Chappelle or uh, Jim Gaffigan, they can't keep. They have. To, people want new content. It's interesting. Music. Hey. We want to hear our favorite songs. We don't yeah. want to hear the new stuff a lot of times. Yeah, comedy. We don't want to hear. They don't want to hear the stuff. They want the new stuff. So we have a a little more of a content issue. So huh. uh, that was a that was a long winded response to I forgot your question.
0: <laughs> no, actually, it was a perfect response because that was a question whether or not it's kind of like a a stable thing because you know, something for myself, whenever I try to do a playlist, when I say, okay, I'm going to go and DJ a party or something and I do a playlist and I know, okay, this is what I'm going to play. This is what I want to play. I end up not even playing that because like, it just doesn't necessarily work or you get you know vibe, whatever. You get the vibe of people at the party and then how you're feeling. I agree. Yeah. So
1: like, yeah. The other day, I did a, a theater in, in Northern California, and the ticket sales were terrible. We heard only like 20, 30 people. It was this little matinee show because we had another bigger show the night before, and it was his friends uh, booked this community theater. So I said, "I'm doing all my new stuff. I haven't done this yet. I have a new new hour that I'm working on." Oh, there you go. And I got about 30, 35 minutes of that out. I'm like this is great, and and so I, I wouldn't have done it if not for that. Sometimes you just got like, oh, I'm just I'm diving I'm diving off the cliff, and hopefully I I land water. <laughs> Right. Rocks.
0: there, you go. And so I take it you landed on some water and you uh, survived, and everything yeah. is good. Yeah. Good, but good.
1: Or nice. I did, and it was great. And uh, then you know here in Vegas, and I just kind of just do your sets. You know, you got limited time, so uh, I'll do a you know more of a structured set. And uh, since I'm intro- introducing the other comics, I won't talk to the audience too much because some of the other comics, you you don't want to set up. The first guy has to set the pace, and if, if they're going in a certain style, too clean. Too dirty, too yeah. much audience interaction. It can kind of throw off the other comedians. It may not. That may not be their their style. You know. So you try to you try to address the situation, and and you know, use the tools in your in your tool belt to to come at it the right way, and hopefully that it, it elevates the whole show
0: see that's beautiful and those are the type of things that you only get from experience after you've been doing this for quite some time you get these things that you, nobody can really teach you I mean you can't really be taught these things you gotta you gotta yeah. get out there and do it okay.
1: The whole 10,000 hours thing, there's some validity to that for sure. You know, and if you say 20 years to master something, I think that's uh, not far from it. There's, there's a lot of overnight successions that have been doing it for 15, 20 years. You
0: know. <laughs> Absolutely. So, hey, you know what, Mark? I so appreciate you. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Uh-huh. Thanks for making me laugh. Uh, I saw, now I found you on my podcast guest, and then I also saw your comedy on the Dry Bar comedy app. Uh, is there any other yeah. way for people to be able to see some of well, your comedy?
1: People, people can see some clips at my website. It's laughwithmark.com L A U G H W I T H M A R C. My parents couldn't spell, so laughwithmark.com. <laughs> and uh, of course, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, at Mark Yaffe, M-A-R-C-Y-A-F-F-F, like funny, funny, E-E, like entertaining, entertaining, I hope.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, thank you all, so much.
1: Thank you. It was a great interview, and uh, continued success to you on the podcast, and I hope you can chat again.
0: Thank you very much. Enjoy. Have fun tonight. Bye-bye. All right. This is Sanja. Oh, yo, check it out. It's my girl, Sanja. Oh, yo, yeah. oh, what up, Sanja? hey there hi so thanks for listening to my podcast i do appreciate it very much you have no idea um, how this too is a manifestation of mine my life has been full of um let's just say interesting moments um i've dealt with abuse uh mental issues suicide family drama homelessness domestic violence, um, slander in the workplace. Uh, I've been through a lot and honest to God, it's a freaking miracle that I'm not cracked out on drugs or that I'm not just a crazy mean (laughs) biatch. Um, there's been something that has always kept me centered, Um, and that was the exploration of my mind because I had to learn how to soothe myself. In that exploration of my mind and learning how to soothe myself, I started studying nature and the laws of nature and just things got attracted to me. And I began to realize that my mind was a lot more powerful than I had any idea. And I started doing experiments. So I was able to turn my life around because, trust me, girlfriend was heading in a bad direction. And although I'm not perfect and I still have ways to go, um, because we're always learning, I wrote down a lot of the advice that I've given to my friends. People ask me questions. I don't know. People always just tell me that they love my energy and, you know, um, and they listen to what I tell them. Because apparently, sometimes, I don't know how it happens, but I seem to say things that are right on point um, for whoever it is that I'm talking to. So I wrote it in a book, um, giving life examples through my life. You know, it's not just like a how-to, like I'm literally telling you a a few stories, things that have happened to me that that's how I picked up on these things. It's called Manifest Beauty. Manifest Beauty, what that is, it's the alchemy of using negative energy as a catalyst to create in your life And create beauty in your life and in other people's lives. That's what manifesting beauty is. Um, So I would love if you would be one of the people who have read the book. Hey, I sold my first copy in person too. So that's super exciting. It's available on Walmart.com, on Amazon. .com it's available in print and ebook form the print version if you get that that way you could take notes and write little things in the back there's exercises in there for you to do to show you that your thoughts are really proteins going out there and creating things and it's written in a way that it's not going to go over your head it's not like too you know mumbo jumbo and too you know, wordy. It's just, it's a very quick read. Take about 30 minutes. You could do some exercises right away in it. And I just hope that you can find as much peace as I have found even through going through muck because yeah, you know how life is. Stuff just keeps coming at you and you got to kind of have, you know, it's like a little, it's like a little preparation, you know? So check it out. Manifest Beauty. I'll stop talking now. (laughs) Again, thanks for listening. Appreciate you.